Hi there. So excited that you're here with me today. We're going to acknowledge Jesus and then we'll begin. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are here, that your presence is here, that you are right here wanting us to know the things to come. You said you were going to tell us things to come. And so what you're doing today is telling us what's going to happen before it happens because it's not your will that one should perish. It's not your plan that even one of us should miss you. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name. You know, Jesus is coming and our our whole life here is about actually, if you didn't know, getting to heaven. The kingdom of God is taken by force. It's a fight to get to heaven because we have an enemy. And Jesus said he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants to take from you the most, your eternity. And, you know, he starts right here with little things. He, he's going to kill, steal, and destroy in your life if you allow him to. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And, and the way you have that life to the full that Jesus came to give you is to believe him. And when you believe him, you're going to obey him. When you believe in him, you're going to spend time to get to know him. You're going to fall in love with him. You're going to have understanding that you're not going to have without him. You can't just wing it to get to heaven. And he wants us to know that. He said many are perishing. He said that's why he hasn't come yet, because it's not his will that one should perish. Right now, he is grieving. He is saddened by the way we're living, like like in the day of Noah. They had no idea what was going to happen. They didn't believe Noah. He was building that ark forever. And they just wanted to just do their life and and not, you know, think about something else or someone else. We're selfish people. And that's how people are now. They don't want to hear about Jesus. And Jesus sounds freaky to them. And we're Jesus freaks. And, and yeah, yeah, like he's going to come. And um, all this stuff is going to happen, and people make jokes of it. It's just really scary. And what they're doing is they're really taking a chance with their eternal life. And the Bible makes it very clear that hell is not a fun place to live. Absolutely not, because what you sow is what you reap. And so the things that you're doing here, you're going to reap the results of that when you leave here, if you're not already reaping them. And so Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. So his spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. And he's going to teach you and guide you. He said he's knocking on the door of your heart. And if you let him in, he's going to teach you how to get ready for heaven. The Holy Spirit's going to come in and he's going to teach you. He's going to guide you. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to be there for you all the time. He's your counselor, your standby, your advocate. And Jesus said that we have to rely on the Spirit, that we shouldn't be relying on anyone else because Satan comes dressed as an angel of light and he's going to try to get you to think things that aren't true because what you think is what's going to be true in your life and how you're going to live your life. If you're thinking you don't have to get ready for heaven, which a lot of people think that, then you may miss heaven. I want to read to you what he said in Matthew 24, 43. And before this, he he gave us all the warnings of the things that were going to happen before he came. And he said in, in verse 43, understand this, had that householder known in what part of the night, whether it be day or night, um, watched the thief was coming, he would have watched and he would have not allowed his house to be undermined or broken into. 
You also must be ready, therefore, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you don't expect him. Now, a lot of things here. Jesus is saying we have to get ready. And so right there, we have to agree with that, that we have to get ready. He's saying we have to be ready. He's not saying you're ready because you said a prayer. He's not saying you're ready and you're going to float off to heaven. It's not going to be like that. He told in Matthew 24, all things are going to happen. And it sounds scary to me. And you can look at it. I want to talk about this thief. For one thing, <clears throat> the enemy is a thief. And Jesus is sort of, it looks like comparing himself to a thief. The enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he is trying to steal. Get it really clear in your head. He's going to try to steal your eternity from you. He hates you. He hates God, and the way he can get back at God is to mess up your life, to steal your eternity from you, because God loves you so much, That's it, and no foe can withstand God, so his only way to get back at God is to hurt you, to steal your eternity from you, to make you suffer, and he's lying to people. He's lying to people, and they're believing the lie because they don't read the word, because they don't know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know the word, he's going to come and he's going to steal from you. And you're not going to even know it. Not until Jesus gets here. And when Jesus gets here, if you've been believing the lie and you didn't get on your knees to say, how do I get ready? Then you're going to be like that person that Jesus says, I didn't know you. Away from me. I didn't know you. And so you're going to be thinking you knew him, and he's going to say, no, I didn't know you. You know, he counsels those he loves. He corrects them. And so if you don't let him correct you here, when you're standing there, when that trumpet sounds, then you're going to start feeling that correction. Your life is going to be laid bare. And, you know, he said that people are going to say, but I did this in your name, so I didn't care about what you told me to do. I didn't really care about you. And I didn't do your commands, and why am I saying that? Because if you love him, you're going to care about what he cares about, and then you're going to follow his commands, and you're going to have understanding. But if you didn't even take the time to know him, how can you even care about what he cares about or know about what he cares about or even do his commands? You can't. And so those people that were just being religious are going to say, well, I did this in your name, I did that in your name. I thought that would be okay. But you got to check in with him. you got to know what he's thinking. If you love him, you're going to have conversation with him. My sheep know my voice, and I bring them to eternal life. So anyway, the enemy is really the thief, and he's coming to steal from you. And if you're not watching, if you, you don't have your eye on him, he's going to steal eternity from you. If you're not watching for him to come into your life and, and mess things up, if you're not stopping the chaos he's causing in your life, then you really don't know Jesus and he's stealing from you. Not only here, but it's going to extend to your eternity because you're listening to his lie. If you're not keeping him from undermining your temple, if you're not keeping him from controlling you, then on that day, Jesus is going to seem like the thief to you because you're going to be so in love with your life, so in love with these things that you're attached to because Satan uses your flesh. He uses stuff to control you and to pull you away from Jesus. And if you have stuff in the way of Jesus, then you can't even hear Jesus. 
But you got to get all that stuff cleaned out. You got to get all those rooms cleaned out. And if you don't keep yourself occupied with the things of God, the enemy's going to come in and steal from you. And, you know, I think a lot of people believe the lie the enemy tells that that's boring. And it's not. God is amazing. And what he's trying to do is give you eternal life. And he, he's telling you things ahead of time. He, he's telling you things to come, just like he did Noah, so that you're aware, so you can make a clear choice of who you want to serve. You know, if you can't give something up here, then what makes you think on that day you're going to want to give it up? And that's exactly why Jesus is going to seem like a thief, because you weren't watching for him. You weren't communicating with him. You weren't into Jesus. You know, so many people say, I'm not into that. I'm not into religion. Jesus is not a religion. He's a person. And he is your life. He's your life source. And if you don't know him, you are going to end up in hell. You really are. And so when you are, and, and this, is, this is such a big thing, not to have any other gods before God. Because if you do, that God is ultimately Satan, and you're going to live with him forever. And that God that you have is going to keep you separated from God. Here, and then so much that you won't be looking for him because you're going to be involved with your God. You know, I was thinking... um, that, you know, there's so many people that are up on social media and everything on Facebook they know, and they know everything that's going on. And then um, the people that aren't would be someone like me once in a while. I'll, I'll check in and see if there's anything exciting that's happening or anything I should know. You know, a lot of people tell me, you don't even know this? And I'm like, no, because I'm getting ready for Jesus to come. I have my attention on him. And so the same is true as those people who are not really following Jesus, maybe compared to the five virgins, the foolish ones that weren't ready. You know, those people are following the people that are paying attention to Jesus and are watching. And every once in a while, they check in with us and say, is there anything going on? Did Jesus, is he really coming yet? You know, what's going on? Is there anything happening? And so they casually, nonchalantly check in once in a while just like I check in once in a while for the news. So anyway, I believe those are the five foolish virgins. If you haven't read it, it's Matthew 25. The very next chapter, Jesus talks about the five foolish virgins who were not ready, who were not watching and praying. They fell asleep, and so did the wise fall asleep. But the wise ones were the ones that were waiting for Jesus. They were ready. They were finding out what he was thinking. They fell in love with him. They were emotionally involved with him. And so they knew that he was at the door. If you're, if you're talking to Jesus, you already know that he's at the door and he's ready to come. If you're not involved with Jesus, you can just think, oh, that's silly. And once in a while, I'll check in and see if there's any truth to it. So anyway, the, the um, five foolish virgins, when Jesus came, when the trumpet blew, they knocked at the door. Well, first, they, they didn't have enough oil in their lamps, and so they weren't ready. But the five wise virgins already were ready. And, of course, they went through that door. And um, I just, every time I think of that story, that parable, I think of when I was in heaven, and I saw that door, and I got to go through that door. But anyway, before that, I saw myself on the other side of the door because I wasn't doing what Jesus was doing. I wasn't totally in love with him. I had things in the way. I had things that were preoccupying my mind and my time. 
and, you know, whatever occupies your mind ends up occupying your time. And you won't have time to get ready for Jesus or fully know him or have your whole heart in it. You won't be totally in love with him. And so anyway, the five that weren't ready, they went and they knocked on the door and they're like, Lord, Lord, let us in. And he, he said, I'm not acquainted with you. As to say, I wasn't involved with you. You didn't care about me. We didn't talk very often. Well, maybe you talked and I listened. But you weren't in love with me. I was in love with you. I was waiting for you and calling you day and night, but you're just so busy. You think about that. And so if when Jesus comes, if, if you're involved with something else, then it'll seem like he stole your life from you. You're going to resent that he came because you know that you're not going to be on that trip. You know that you're not going. When you stand before him, he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. When you love someone, you care about what they care about. And so if you love him and you put everything else aside so you can get to know him, so there's no, no barrier between you, that's what I've learned, and there's no barrier between you, you can hear him. And he's going to tell you how he feels, what's bothering him. And right now what's bothering him is that many are on the verge of perishing. He has to come and get rid of the evil. And meanwhile, there's so many people that would perish because they're not really into Jesus. Because they're like the five virgins. They're just following the the Christians around to see if there's anything they need to do. You know, they, they probably, when I think of this little story I got going in my mind, you know, that the five wise virgins got ready, they knew Jesus was coming, and then the five foolish ones got wind of that. You know, they got an update on the Jesus status and, oh, wow, he's coming, we're going to go and sit with them and then... um sneak through that door at the last minute. Isn't that how some people think? Oh, I'll just get in there at the last minute. And you know, this is a time of grace, and I don't know what happens when you leave here before Jesus comes exactly. But um, when he comes, it'll be too late for that grace because we have to be ready. He said we have to be ready when he comes. Otherwise, we're going to miss it. And if you knew the day or the hour that he was coming, which we don't, we have an inkling. We know that he's at the door. We know that um, we're in the last hour. We know the times according to Matthew 24, but we don't know the exact day or the hour, but we might. Noah knew in seven days it was going to rain. He knew how long it was going to rain. God told him lots of things. He told him things to come. And when we get closer, we might know that. Maybe that's why the five wise virgins were sitting there waiting. They knew. And the five foolish came taken along, but they didn't really care. They didn't really know Jesus. They were religious. They were just, you know, going with the flow. They knew what to say. They knew what to do. And so if we're not ready, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh, he's coming at an hour we don't expect him. And and so we got to be ready all the time. You got to spend this lifetime getting ready because in getting ready, we need to conform to him, to be like him. If we want to live with him, we got to be like him and we have to be in love with him. And the other choice is, you know, the hell wasn't made for God's children. But if you choose to serve the enemy, that is where you're going to spend your eternity. 
and it's not going to be fun. And I've had some people say, oh, I'll be able to handle it. No, you won't. It's horrible. And you need to read the Bible and you need to sit at Jesus's feet and find out. Ask him for a dream of hell and see if you can see if you think that you're going to be able to handle that. And so that's what I have for you today. God is saying, seriously, get ready. It's not my will that you perish. It's not the plan. I'm reaching out to you to tell you that I'm coming and you're not paying attention and you're being tricked. And is your eternity worth it? Take some time and start planning, not your coffin, not who you're going to give your money to, but start planning about, and everything's going to burn anyway, but start planning about where you want to spend your eternity. All the stuff around you is to is meant to distract you, to steal from you your eternity. And, you know, there's so many Christians that say that, oh, I'm ready, and, you know, because they've been a Christian for so long, you can't really get through to them to let them know um, that God has said something to you to share. And so they're thinking they're ready, but I just wanted to, if that's you, I just want to confront you with a question then. Are you doing that greater work? Are you a disciple? Are you just sitting around waiting for him to come? Because if you're not doing his work, if you're not being a part of what he's doing, then you really don't care. He said, if you love me, you're going to obey me. He said, if you love me, you're going to do the thing that I'm calling you to do, that greater work. You're going to carry on. The disciples carried on where he left off. The disciples were in love with him. They cared about what he cared about. And so they went and did his work. No matter what they did it, they were committed to him. But if you're just sitting around going, I'm ready, I can't wait to get out of here, then you don't care about your neighbor. You don't care about what God cares about. He said the most important commandment Jesus said is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, you're going to care about what he cares about, and he cares about your neighbor. He cares about that person that bugs you. He cares about that person that doesn't know him. And that would be your part to let that person know, to love that person anyway. We got to learn his love. I mean, that's part of getting ready right there. We have to learn his love. We don't know how to love like he loves. I'm learning how to love like he loves. And it's not the same as we think that love is. So Jesus said he's knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite him in, if you heed his voice, he's going to come in and dine with you, which what he means is he's going to hang out with you and he's going to show you who he is. And when you find out who he is, you're going to fall in love with him. You're not going to be able to help it. And um, then you're going to just be a part of what he's doing, preparing for him to come in this last day. So say that prayer with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you love us so much that you are willing to do anything to get our attention. We thank you and praise you that you made it so that you can live on the inside of us and be there for us all the time and teach us your way. And we can live in heaven on the earth right as things are. And we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. Teach us who you are. Teach us how to make it. Help us to know that our eternity is of utmost importance. We can't just ignore it. Help us not to be so prideful that we're not getting on our knees and asking how to be ready. You said to be 
ready, and we need to have that understanding from you what that means. Help us when we get on our knees that we actually do humble ourselves and not just do all the talking, but listen. Help us to be listeners. Help us to have ears to hear. Thank you and praise you, Lord, that right here and right now, today, that you would make yourself real to that person that just said that prayer for the first time. And Lord, do we repent of not listening and being so caught up in the world and not recognizing the thief. Help us, Lord, to be ready so we don't resent your coming because we're not ready. Help us to have an understanding of who you are. Help us, Lord, to get close to you. Thank you for reaching out and doing all the things you're doing. I love you and praise you and give you all the glory. You said that prayer, that's amazing. And I'll just start getting on your knees and worshiping him. Listen to him. My sheep know my voice. If you follow him, you're going to hear him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And then my father and I will make our home within you. If you don't obey him, you can say that prayer. But if you don't obey him, he's going to move out. He will. He'll move out if you don't want him to be there. And so don't don't be fooled by the enemy. Don't be religious. Don't do things you think God wants you to do. But go ahead and let him correct you. Let him break you apart and just show you what you're made of and show you where you're lacking. Let him correct you and counsel you. Because if you don't hear now on that day, everything is going to be laid bare. You're going to see that you really didn't love him and that you had idols. So many people think that... Jesus did what he did so they can just go on sinning. You can't. You won't want to. Living on the inside of him, living on the inside of you, and being in agreement with you, you're not going to want to do that. You're not going to want to do sin. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.